Hello and welcome to the Neil and Amy podcast. This series of episodes is called Wayfinder. Why? Because this world, the people in it and the pressures of it can jack you up and they can cause you to lose your way. Next thing you know, you're overweight, unmotivated, frustrated with the relationships around you. Your life shattered in pieces and you're watching episodes of Dr. Phil and Jerry Springer just to feel normal again. This show is about helping people find joy in the middle of challenges because life is too short to live miserable. Okay, today we're talking about checkpoints. Checkpoints are topic number two of three key things that we believe are three keys to you seeing life transformation. Uh, before we get into it, though, as with the other talks, I've got to address the hows and the whats. But before we address the hows and the whats, we got to talk about the why, because if we don't get the why, then you're going to be just not really wanting to deal with the what. You're not going to like the how. You're going to have big old butts. You're, you're going to be saying things like, I don't have time to pray. <laughs> I don't have time to plan for the month. Or you're going to be saying things like, but, but what? Well, this is just too much work. I'd, I'd rather just take life as it comes. I'm already busy enough. And you could say things like, oh, uh, wait, but I, if the why is not big enough, you're going to say, but what do you mean I have to write things down? That is not my personality. My personality does not write things down. And there's going to be but after but after but after but. So your buts to the what's is how you stay lost and how you stay stuck and how you stay frustrated. And that's how you stay miserable. When you get a good why, the good why will cause you to just do whatever it takes. Let's just say the one that you loved, whether it's a child, a spouse, a parent, the, the person you loved more than anything in the entire world, you had to go through something to save their life and only you could do it. That would be a huge why, wouldn't it? So you got to make your why so big. So why in the world would would checkpoints be important? Why do I need to do them? I, it just doesn't make any sense. I have so many other things going on in life. I can tell you this, you cannot afford not to. And the reason why is because you have a calling. You are called. You have a high calling. You were made to soar. But so often you just stay grounded, you stay stuck, and you're, you're never going to get to where you're called to go. You're never going to get into your divine purpose unless you actually decide that you're going to listen to the divine. It's the Holy Spirit's direction leading you that's going to cause you to soar. It's going to cause you to thrive. It's going to cause you to love life. It's going to cause you to be filled with joy. You need to find your call and you need to make life count because there's too much at stake there's too much at stake. We got to shake off the misery. We got to shake off the wandering and the drifting. And we've got to get intentional. So to live in the fruit of the spirit, right? The fruit of the spirit's love and it's joy and it's peace. You've got to be a tracker. What? What's a tracker? See, a tracker, that's you. If you're, if you're choosing to step forward, if you're choosing to th throw up your hand and go, I'm in, I'm doing that. I'm doing these checkpoints. I'm going to follow this process. I'm going to see what it is that God has in store for me. Then we call you a tracker. Trackers are those who listen. They listen intently to the whispers of the Holy Spirit. And then they take action on what it is they hear him saying 
and what they see him doing. That's a lot like what Jesus did. He would get away from the hurry, the crowds, and the noise. He'd get into a spot where he could listen. He'd get away from all the people and all the pull and all the distractions, and he would listen. And he, he, he actually said he only does what he sees his father doing. But sometimes we're just so stuck on what it is that we want, what it is that we want to do, we miss what it is that we're called to do. And when you're doing just what you want to do, there's no way to be happy in that. There's no way to, there, you can be temporarily happy. You can temporarily enjoy what you're doing, but there's not like a lasting, true, from the center of your being, just flow of, of love and joy and peace because you're not fully in your calling when you're just doing what you want. Man, it'd be easier to listen to some other talk, but, and it's not easy. It isn't easy. It's practical. It's simple, but it's not easy to be a tracker, but you need to be a tracker. If you're not a tracker, we say you're a slacker. And I know, who are you to call me a slacker? I'm just simply saying, if you're not somebody who's seeking after the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then you're probably slumbering. If you're not seeking or slumbering, seekers or trackers, trackers, man, they're, they're, they're seeking to be awake. They're seeking to listen. They're seeking to look for the littlest, teeniest, tiniest signs so that we can follow what it is that's being laid out for us. So as I said, there are three keys, three keys to being a tracker Key number one, it's one thing that changes everything. It's following after the one king. We call that spirit time. Spirit time is essential. It's, it's essential every single day. It's, it's like plugging in your cell phone. If you don't plug it in each day, typically what'll happen is you'll just reduce power. Some of us are living powerless lives because we're just not plugging in every single day. So it's critical that you get spirit time. It's the recharge time. It's where you shift from your power to his power. That's number one. Number two is checkpoint. That's what we're talking about today. We really focus with checkpoints on course corrections. One degree here, one degree there. However, some of you, you need a 180. And you know what the 180 is? Once you make the 180, you don't got to do a 180 again unless you got spun around backwards again. And that does happen from time to time. So tracker key three, number one, spirit time. Number two, checkpoint. Number three, track crew. You can find the track crew training at trackcrew.com and there's some great resources when you implement these three things these tracker key three when you put them together what you have is a dynamic setup that's going to allow you to move forward this is something that amy and i have been doing for well over a decade and over the first decade of me trying to figure out how to follow the spirit and what it is that god's saying to me and what it is that i'm going to do about it there were so many mistakes there was so so many ups and downs, highs and lows, and wrong turns. Not that I don't make them now, because I do. Uh, but what is critical is we've taken some of that information, we boiled it down to very, very simple, practical things, because we need practical ways to live out Christianity. We need to be able to do it practically. So let's jump into the checkpoint. Why checkpoints? Well, without them, you just get too busy and distracted, and you miss the whisper of the voice of, the voice of God. That's the bottom line. When, you, when you're not taking your intentional stops, you miss the whisper of the voice of God because you're distracted. John 10, 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice. That's what Jesus is saying. You're a sheep. 
He's the shepherd. I'm a sheep. He's the shepherd. It, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. I know them. And they follow me. So you need to stop and see where you are. Determine where the spirit wants you to go. You need to look at the enemies that are trying to stop you. And, you need to, and they're trying to keep you from your calling. That's what the enemy does. He tries to keep you from your calling. And you got to set a plan in place for how it is that you're going to actually stay on track. That is the monthly checkpoint. But the key is the voice. You don't want to go and do and just step out and do all kinds of things that you're not being directed to do. You need to hear the voice. Hearing the voice and following what it is that he says, well, man, that's, that's crazy. How do we hear his voice? Well, same way you hear anyone's voice, and it's through listening, and it's through paying attention. Do you ever... You ever just tune someone out? I'm confident Amy can tune me out. Sometimes my kids can tune me out. There are times where I can tune out, right? I can just go, you know what? I've been hearing yak, yak, yak for so long. I don't even want to hear anymore. I can't hear anymore. I've just got to tune it out. It's easy to tune people out when you just get too busy or when there's too much noise or when you're just rushing around. I have a question. Are you too busy? to stop and to listen to God? He's the one that made you. He loves you. He has a good plan for you. He wants to keep you out of harm's way. And he's willing to go to great lengths to see you enter into his joy. Of course not. It'd be absolutely ridiculous to say that we're too busy to meet with the creator of all things, with the king of all kings, it would be really weird. Imagine this. Just imagine the most powerful king in the world. Now, let me remind you, God created the world and all the kings of the world, and he wants to meet with us. But let's just say that the actual most powerful king in the world, who had all the resources and all the vision that you could ever need, asked you to stop and meet with him so that he could actually give you a plan You'd probably do that. You'd probably make some time. You'd probably be like, you know, I think I might call in sick to my job at the coffee shop today. Or I think I may decide, you know, I can skip algebra, you know, and hang out with the king. Maybe I'll miss my basketball game, even though I'm probably going to drop 20 points tonight. Maybe you'd skip out on that if you knew that the king, with all the resources in the world, was literally making himself available to you, to speak to you, to talk to you, it would be idiotic to not meet with that king. See, checkpoints, they're monthly. Now, you need to be meeting with the king daily because he's available. And you need to listen to that particular training as well, which is key number one. But it is critical that these checkpoints, these Monthly intentional stops, they're designed to help you make course corrections and to stay on track with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And I say that, and I know there are some listening that are like, oh my, the Holy Spirit, that's just so mystical, it's so weird. Well, it's so real. And you can't really knock it 
until you've opened your heart to try it. You can. It's just not wise. You got to give it a a shot. You got to give God opportunity. So why do you need to do these these checkpoints? Because if you don't do the checkpoints, there's a very good chance that you're going to just live in the ditch. One of my favorites, Proverbs 14.8. The wisdom of the wise keeps life on track, but the foolishness of fools will land them in a ditch. I love to say ditches with stitches. For those who just get a little too big for their britches to stop and ask God where to go next. That's not... Ditches with stitches for those who are a little too big for their britches to stop and ask God where to go next. Sometimes you need to make huge direction changes or huge course corrections. There are times in life where those are critical. Those are like crazy life-altering you know, moves or moments. They're things like changing careers or things like getting married or unfortunately getting divorced. There's things like getting out of jail. There's things like going to jail. There's things like stopping an addiction. The list just goes on and on and on. There are times that we need to make major changes. We need to do that complete 180, total flip. They're huge pivot moments. Sometimes those moments, I like to call them alter moments, when the course of your future is drastically altered because of that moment, because you decided that that's not the path that you're taking anymore, and it's time to take a a new path. So those pivot moments, those alter moments, those are critical things that you and I absolutely need. And if you have those kinds of decisions to make, then this process, this checkpoint process can surely help you hear what it is that you need to do next. Because life is too short to live miserable. Life is too short to stay going down a road that's not good. So there are other times when you've made those big pivots and my big pivot happened in October of 1999. 1999, October, I had a big pivot moment. I've had to do lots and lots and lots of little pivots ever since then. But the big pivot moment happened then. It was the 180. It was no longer am I that person. I'm going this way now. But after you've made so the big pivot moment and you're staying that course and you're keeping yourself moving in the right, right direction, there are times that you d- just need to make just small course corrections. It's like driving down a road in a car If you just held the exact same path, just straight, never turn the wheel, you're probably going to go off the road pretty quickly. But when the corner's coming, you veer a little bit. You you tweak, you turn. When you start to go a little too far off the road, then you just, small correction, get back in between the lines. That's what checkpoints do for us. We call those things, those small course corrections, that's when you're in the groove just one degree maneuvers. You only need to maneuver one degree because you've got yourself set in the direction that you need to go. Think about this. Maybe you're a kid, maybe um, when you were a kid or maybe not, maybe you're just like me and you still act like a kid and you get into a swimming pool, you jump in, put your head down, you decide you're going to swim to the other side and you're only going to do it with one breath. You shove off the side, you swim in with all your heart, all your soul, and all of a sudden, boom, you hit the side of the pool. 
you didn't reach the other side of the pool. You actually hit the side, like the side on the right, not straight in front of you. Somehow along the way, you made a slightly wrong turn and your plan was messed up and it didn't work. You pop your head up and you're like, man, I thought I was swimming straight the entire time, but it turns out I'm not and I lost the race. It's because you just made a slightly wrong turn. If a ship is sailing across the ocean and it's just one degree off, over time, one degree equals way off course. If you're off course to the slightest degree, you'll end up in an entirely different destination in the long run. That's why you have to have very quick, very frequent, for us, monthly checkpoints to go, am I tracking? Am I still on course? It's really easy, and things can get jacked up really quickly, even just being off one degree. If you're off one degree over the course of one foot, you'll miss your target by 0.2 inches. It's not a very big deal, right? It's just 0.2 inches. I mean, that's pretty good. But if you're off one degree over the course of 100 yards, you'll miss your target by 5.2 feet. So over the course of 100 yards, one degree, you are not going to win any shooting competitions with that kind of aim. Off one degree from San Francisco to LA and you'll miss your target by six miles. Off one degree in a rocket heading to the moon and you'll be off 4,169 miles. Here's, a, here's the mind boggler to me. When I was a kid, sometimes they would say things like, you know, shoot for the stars, man, dream big. I feel like we've got, Amy and I have big dreams in a small town, right? But we've been aiming for the stars. If you're one degree off traveling to the very closest star, the nearest star, you'd be off course 441 billion miles. One degree matters. I think you get the point. Many people just live life on autopilot. You just set it. We forget it. We start out down a road and like a pinball, just bounce our way to whatever's next. It's critical that we have frequent checkpoints so we can make course corrections before we get too far off track. When we do that, we save our marriage. When we do that, we could save our job. Shoot, when we do that, we could save our money. You could be on a crash course for the side of the pool and not even know it. See, the Spirit, though, the Holy Spirit... He's your ultimate guide. It's great to have a crew around you. It's great to have people to kind of help serve as little guardrails and bumpers to keep you on course. But ultimately, the spirit that abides, that lives inside of you, he's the guide. He's the one that helps you stay on course. Programmed within the awakened human, that's the born-again believer, are the coordinates that God has set for your life. He has plotted your course. And you are going to be happiest, most satisfied, the most satisfied version of yourself if you stay on that course. Each one of us has a true north, a a predestined path from a loving creator. He doesn't have plans to mess you up. His plan is to help you out. His plan is to guide you into a good land. He's planning to help you navigate every single obstacle. He sees the obstacles before you ever know they're, they're even coming. But it's your choice whether or not you want to walk that out with him or walk that out on your own. He hasn't pre-programmed you, but
but he has given you the coordinates for the life that you were meant to live. You have to read the signs. You have to be a tracker. You have to look at the lay of the landscape that's in front of you and you have to allow the spirit to guide you to your next right step. Your, re- like you've, your destinations are important to reach. You're only going to get to those destinations one step at a time. Every step matters. Missteps are going to happen, but when we make a misstep, we make a quick correction and we jump back on board. I want to talk for a second about priority problems. You ever had your priorities mixed up? Holy smokes. I'm not going to have you interview Amy on mixed up priorities because all she would talk about is me. Just kidding. All she would talk about is herself. Well, all she would talk about is us. Okay, just like you, our priorities get out of whack. We created the checkpoint process over a decade ago because we were having a hard time keeping our priorities straight. We looked at broad categories. Like obviously scripture says in Matthew 6.33 that we're supposed to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That's speaking of Jesus's kingdom, Jesus's righteousness. And all the other worries of life are going to be handled for us. So we, we know and have known for about 20 years for me that this is my first priority. It's to, it's to seek the spirit, sit with the spirit, listen to God, follow God. So right out the gate, spirit time, that's that's top priority. It's priority number one. But after that, another very broad category is our health. And how are we going to, how are we going to do anything well if we're sick and we're wore out and we're just completely physically, emotionally, you know, broke down, spiritually broke down? Like if your health is not in good shape and if you are not in good shape, then you're, you're not in well-being. And if you're not in well-being, how are you ever going to do have well-doing if you don't have a well-being, right? So you got spirit and you've got health. Then you got people. Yep. <laughs> Most of us should have people around us. And if you don't have people around you and you're not like banished to a deserted island or something like that, then you're not living in your calling. And I'll tell you that right now. If you've isolated yourself to the point of no relationships and God's not called you to be some monk on the Isle of Tibet sitting up on top of a peak praying all day long, then you are supposed to have people around you and you're supposed to have healthy relationships and you're supposed to know how to navigate those relationships. And when you get your people priorities all mixed up, then you got problems. Same with money. It's the fourth category. Man, money can make a mess of your life. You can spend too much of it and you can be in debt. You can not manage it properly and you can, you can just be miserable. You can spend all your time chasing after more of it and it just becomes all consuming and you just never have enough. And then the people that you're supposed to love, you don't love them because you're trying to make money for them. Hey, baby, I'm just going to work to make money for you. Yeah. No. So you got spirit, you got health, you got people, you got money. You got mission. Some people live with no mission. Some people's mission is just to make themselves happy. Make the person they love happy. One, I got to tell you, you can't make yourself happy and you can't make somebody else happy. That's just temporary. Your mission, your focus, that's what you're sent here for. You were sent here. And you're supposed to live sent to whatever mission you're called to be on. You're supposed to be about your daddy's business, your father's business. Some of you are like, well, I've never had a good father. You're 
you're absolutely right, and that saddens my heart. But I'll tell you what, you have a father, and that father, he created you, and he loves you, and he's got a mission for you, and he's proud of you, and he wants you to represent him. He wants you to be an ambassador for that cause. But he's not wanting you to get all out of whack. He's not wanting you to have your priorities all mixed up. When you get your priorities out of, out of whack, you, you basically your life just eventually crumbles. Or at least certain aspects of your life crumble. You know, if you can't get your butt out of bed and make it to work on time, typically you get fired. And if you don't, your boss is, well, just letting you take advantage of him. But if you can't get your hands out of the chip bag, then what happens is eventually you do get fat. That happens. And if you don't love the people that God's placed in your life, then you do eventually lose them. And if you neglect to spend time building a relationship with, well, let's say Jesus, well, then you don't have one. So that 633 matters. Matthew 6.33, seek his kingdom first. Get your priorities straight. Check your priorities. That's what a checkpoint is. It's a priority check. That means you gotta have, you gotta have it straight. When we do, when we take the time to put first things first and to get our priorities straight, when we do that, what happens is we win some peace and we lose some worry. Wanna lose a little worry and win a little peace? and get your priorities straight. But when you don't prioritize properly, what happens is you win some worry and you lose some peace. See, you can't afford not to check your priorities. You can't afford not to get your priorities straight. You can't afford it for your kids. If you love your kids, get your priorities straight. If you love your job, get your priorities straight. If you love God, get your priorities straight. You're never gonna do it perfectly. But man, it's worth the peace. And the choice, it's absolutely yours. But you have to choose because what you're not changing, you're choosing. I want to touch, again, each one of these trainings, we, we focus a little bit on, on fundamental characteristics of being a tractor. Tra- not a tractor, you are not a John Deere. On being a tracker, like a Native American Indian tracker. There's these characteristics. They're hungry and they're diligent. They're disciplined and they live in routine. They have a mindset that's just, they are training and they are practicing and they're persevering and they're patient in the struggle. See, those characteristics matter. Get hungry, be diligent, be disciplined, develop routines, train, 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 practice makes perfect, persevere and be patient with yourself and others around you in the process. Anything worth doing, is worth doing poorly. It's worth doing, so do it, because it's worth it. See, what's gonna eventually happen when you, when you train and you work is you develop this, this what we call like muscle memory. All of a sudden, you just start to fall in. When you wake up in the morning, your first desire, it used to be to do this, but now it's, it's to spend time with the Spirit because you know you're gonna get the right charge. See, you're getting muscle memory. See, it's those things that are developed through those fundamental characteristics, these foundational principles that cause you to change, that cause you to grow. All right, let's, from there, I mean, I just laid out some thick why to combat your butt. That was thick. Now, 
I just want to talk about the practicals of the checkpoint practice. There's literally a, a one through eight kind of thing here. And you can get this stuff. You can get it at neilandamy.com. You can get it at monthlycheckpoint.com. We have a book that is right now um, being produced. And um, at the time of this recording, there's an audio version of it. There's a rough draft manuscript that's also available. All you need to do is reach out, get it. Um, what that's called is Wayfinder. And these principles are described in there as well. So these practices of this checkpoint process, they're, they're practical and they're essential. So basically, on the first of each month or right there around it, you get yourself some extra quiet time away from the hurry, the crowds, and the excessive noise. That's step one. Step two is just break out the checkpoint worksheet. If you haven't downloaded one, like I said, go to monthlycheckpoint.com or go to neilandamy.com and you get one for free. It's just a template that walks you through this process. You start by looking at, in each one of those categories, you know, you've got spirit, health, people, money, and mission. Each one of those categories, if you're out of whack in one of them, well, then it's going to suffer, and you can't afford for any one of those areas to suffer. And so you got to have some level of focus on each one of those things. They have to at least be in your sights because if you lose sight of, of one thing, and then boom, all of a sudden the other thing falls apart. And so what you do is you set your location and you gauge all five of those tracks. Where are you now in your spirit, your health, with people, with money, with mission? Where are you? If you don't know where you are, how are you ever going to set a destination for where you're going? That's step two. Now you're going to set that destination. Where am I going this month? You got to identify the roadblocks and the enemies. You got to ask, what's going to stop me from getting to where I'm called to go in that relationship? What's, gonna, what's the enemy to my health right now? I got to knock that enemy on its, on its rear. I cannot let that enemy win because it's too important for me to get where I got to go. Got to create guardrails and a plan by asking how Am I actually going to get there? And you got to keep those guardrails in front of you every single day. Every time you sit with the Spirit, you got to just glance over those guardrails and go, yep, that's what I'm doing today. That's how I'm going to reach that destination. That's how I'm going to get more healthy. That's how I'm going to shed those 20 pounds. That's how I'm actually going to cause my spirit to grow. I'm going to take the time to do this or to do that. I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to invest in time with the Spirit. I'm going to invest in people. See, the Spirit's your guide. He's going to lead you. He's going to direct you. By implementing this checkpoint practice, incorporating your guardrails into your daily life, you're not going to stay stuck in the same old rut. You're going to fast track your progress. You're going to actually achieve and move forward towards your goals, and you're going to reach divine destinations. You're going to get there, and you're going to go, wow, God is good, and he was with me, and he walked me through the valley of the shadow of death, and I don't fear any evil. You're going to live each day with less frustration because you have a clear and attainable goal set before you. Your eyes are going to be on the ball and ultimately you're going to knock it out of the park. See, this system gives you the tools you need to course correct quickly, one degree at a time. It helps you avoid the large objects that knock you off your feet and keep you from becoming all you were created to be. It's important to remember to approach these critical checkpoints like a tracker. Your own understanding alone is not going to actually get you where you need to go. You need, in these moments, to be humble and you need to lean on the creator of the universe to light the way. Thank you. Thank you for that, Lord.
Let's take a moment to pray. Lord, thank you for lighting the way. Scripture in Psalm 119, verse 105, it says that your word, that's you, Jesus, is a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. Lord, thank you that you light the way. I might not be able to see years and years down the road, but every once in a while I might get a glimpse of where it is that you're leading. But you, you shed your light right in front of me to get me to where I'm called to go. I'm grateful, grateful that you're doing that for the one who's listening, that you're calling them to be more intentional about tracking with you. You're letting them see that there's a bigger plan, a bigger picture, a bigger, a bigger mission, a bigger path that they can lift their eyes from their current circumstances and struggle, and they can set their attention on exactly who you've called them to be. They are, they're not just servants in your kingdom, they're sons and their daughters of the king. You laid down your life so that we can be set free and so that our consciences can be clear. So we receive a clear conscience now. And I rebuke any person who's struggling with guilt or remorse or shame. We break those things off in Jesus' name. And we ask that you, God, would lead them to a to a point where they're invigorated for the day. They're, they're full of love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, filling them with the fruit of your spirit because that's your calling for us is to be full of life, full of love, living in the victory that Jesus died on the cross to give. We bless your name, Lord, because you're good. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So this is just like I've been saying, it's a drop in the bucket for what it is that, that we need. And God has taught Amy and I so many things over the years that we want to be able to pour in uh, to you. And so um, if you're interested, we have a coaching platform that's really just focused on drilling into the spirit time, checkpoints, and track crews, using those vehicles to actually go where we're called to go. And so if you want to jump in on that, you can just sign up. You go to neilandamy.com to sign up there. Um, investing time and a little bit of money in your personal growth, it's going to change you and the generations that follow you. It's worth the cost. We're uh, doing that at $9.11 per month. The reason why is because we believe we have a 911 urgent mission to help teach and to help train people to hear the voice of God and to go where we're called to go. Talk soon.